Welcome back to L'Amore La Musique. This is episode 52. You have no idea how excited I am to say that because it means that I have officially been releasing this podcast for a year, weekly episodes for a full year. I will try and spare you all of the feelings that that makes me feel but it is a huge accomplishment for me. I started this podcast uh, at the very end of 2019. So I think the third or maybe fourth week of December, I launched a library of four episodes to get started. And with just a couple of exceptions, I have managed to put out an episode every single Monday for the entire year. It certainly would not be possible without the wonderful audio engineer that I work with, John, who I'm so thankful to Upwork for just being a marketplace for freelancers and people that need creative freelancing services to connect and, and find each other. So today, my last episode of 2020 and putting an end cap on this year of weekly podcast episodes, I thought it would be fitting to do a goals for 2021 episode, both goals that I have for Lamore, including the podcast, uh, things that I'm thinking about, directions that I'd like to go in. I'll also do a section on some personal goals. I've been making a list and not really resolutions, but more just, yeah, things that I want to focus on in 2021. If you got to hear the patron exclusive episode I did earlier in December on the wedding day reflections, I shared a bit about what that's looking like for me. And then if you stick through all of that, I will be closing out the episode with some beauty talk. I have a box of products that have been sitting up in my office. It's like all new stuff. It's some of the pink moon gift with purchases from my Black Friday order. It's some PR that came in. I'll give you a little preview for the first episode that you'll probably hear in 2021 in mid-January. It's an interview. So I have some products from that brand I could tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to hear last week's episode, it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful interview with Marissa Bethany from Precious Skin Elixirs. It was just such divine timing to have that episode come out as the last interview of 2020. Marissa was actually supposed to come on the podcast like a year ago at the beginning of the podcast because she's a personal friend of mine. We know each other. And I was just going to kind of call in a favor like, hey, will you come be a guest on this podcast that I'm starting? But life happened and it just worked out so well that that was the conversation to close out this absolutely freaking insane year on. So if you didn't have a chance to listen, uh, please, please go because I think you will find it very nourishing to your heart and your spirit. Uh, She also has a couple of really nice offers uh, for your Purposes Beauty listeners for the rest of the month of December. And uh, one other thing that's, I think, kind of ongoing into early 2021. At the risk of doing too long of a preamble and giving too many announcements, I did just want to direct you to my newly launched newsletter. It's called Reveries. You can sign up for it on lamorialamusique.com. There's a newsletter tab at the top. You just put in your email. I'm going to be sending out one issue per month. Uh, The first issue was on December 21st. I actually am recording this podcast episode before the newsletter has gone out. So in theory, it will be going out on December 21st, which is actually a very significant day. It's 
a first quarter moon. So I'm planning to release my newsletters on the first quarter moon of each month. There's a little description on my website why I picked that. But this month, it also happened to land on the solstice. And that's also when Jupiter and Saturn are making uh, their conjunction in, I believe, in Aquarius. So it's a big day astrologically. And the first quarter moon just happened to land on that day as well. So I'm cutting back on all of my boring announcements in video and here on the podcast, like, oh, go check out this. Have you heard this? I did this. I feel like the newsletter, in addition to also being a place to offer personal notes off of social media, playlists, I have a bunch of kind of interesting and and fun things planned, but it's also a way for me to recap work that I've done over the preceding weeks and month, really. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think I can handle a monthly commitment. (laughs) Let's hear a quick word from today's episode sponsor, and then we'll get into episode 52. Evoking the joy and tenderness of childhood through storytelling scent, Lupiot's candles offer delightful olfactive compositions that are hand-poured in California. Born as an homage to the inherent creativity and playfulness present in the childlike mind, Lupiot, or tiny lamp in French, is also used as a term of endearment for young children. Each of the artisanal scent stories are inspired by the founder's memories of growing up in France. An ideal gift for the holidays, a baby shower, parents-to-be, or anyone looking to connect with their inner child, discover the enchanting universe of Lupiote by visiting lupiote.shop.com. Like I mentioned, I did a Goals for Lamore in 2020 video on YouTube last year. Actually, I didn't go back and revisit it. Maybe I should to see what what I was thinking. I mean, you also have to keep in mind, I'm still kind of deep in my mom life haze. Baby Lamore is turned two in, in November. So sometimes I just like have that mom brain thing. I think it is kind of a real thing where you lose track of time and your short-term memory is not as good because you're just like, you have these days that just rattle you to your core like I had today. Okay, moving on. I'll of course include a link to that video in the show notes. But today let's talk about my goals for Lamar in 2021. So I've thought about these and you know nothing is really set in stone. You know sometimes it's best laid plans and then things don't really work out the way that you thought that they would and you have to pivot or you overpromise which is I feel very common especially for myself. That's why I think I am so proud that I've been able to keep up with the podcast. However, I think anyone that has been watching my YouTube channel for a number of years would notice that in this last year, my video output has declined. I used to be very, very fastidious about at least getting a video up every single Sunday. And there was a period of time, like well before I was married and had a baby, that I was doing two videos a week. But that was really kind of my main outlet. I wasn't even doing as much work on Instagram in those times, like three, four years ago. But the podcast does take up a ton of time planning the episodes, um, obviously taking the time to record them. Uh, the revision process, and then all of the back-end work, and then also undertaking this transcription project. 
is also a ton, a ton, a ton of work. So what I've been thinking to do is that for the first six months of 2021, I'm going to cut back on my podcast episode output. Now, I I hope that there is not a huge collective groan out there. You know, I don't even know how many of you regularly tune in every single week or if you're more of like a casual listener and you just drop in if there's like an interviewee that you think is interesting. So I don't have a good sense of how many people are really relying on an episode every Monday. But in order for me to refocus on video, which is something I do want to do, I've just been doing maybe two videos a month. And so I've kind of dropped back on some of my Beauty Heroes reviews because there's just other things that I want to do on my channel. I do do that exclusive video every month at the end of every month for Patreon that patrons vote on. So I'm dedicated to that. So that's an extra video that I do. So I guess I'm really doing two to three videos a month. But when I get tight on time and life happens, I always manage to make time for the podcast. Also because the recording time, like it's more flexible. I can do this in the evening, whereas making videos at night is much more difficult So I'd like to refocus my goal of getting back to a weekly Sunday video. Every time I publish a video, I do get that feedback that people miss seeing videos every Sunday. But in order for me to do that, I am going to have to hit pause for a little bit on the podcast just to kind of reestablish my time. Now, I will also say that in the new year, baby L'Amour, toddler L'Amour, enfant L'Amour is going back to the little in-home daycare that we were attending before March. So it's a really great situation. I'm so, so thankful that the daycare provider has decided to take us back. Uh, she ha- She's really becoming, she's homeschooling her own children and has really kind of gone more the direction of creating like a micro school for her kids. And then I had just a handful of other kids that are preschool age and kindergarten age. Um, so she's not really taking any new kids for daycare, like babies or toddlers. But since she knew us before, she is going to take us starting, I think, two mornings a week. So I'm optimistic that that will go smoothly and will free up more time for me to reinvest in video. I also think taking this little six-month pause, so it's basically going to be January, February, March, April, May, June, starting up again in July, I'm going to try and go back to my weekly podcast output. But in those first six months of 2021, not only do I want to get back to weekly videos every Sunday on YouTube. I also want to get fully caught up with the transcription project. So by June of 2021, having all transcripts with timestamps and hyperlinks and all of that completed and up to date. It's very difficult for the person that I'm working with on the transcription to make a lot of progress on the archives when I'm producing weekly episodes that need the transcription priority. So what this effectively means is that I'll be doing two podcast episodes a month. However, the first Monday of every month is still going to be a patron-exclusive podcast episode. And then I'll do one episode on the public feed on the third Monday. So first Monday on Patreon, third Monday here on the podcast. It's possible that I may do two episodes on the public feed each month. Like say, for example, there's five Mondays in a month. I may try and do two episodes on the public feed for a total of three that month. 
But I feel like I have such a substantial library of episodes that just this temporary drop back, I feel comfortable doing, even though I know it might be somewhat disappointing to regular listeners of the podcast. If you aren't on Patreon, the podcast level is just $3 a month. And you also get access to all of the exclusive episodes that I did over 2020. So it's 12 episodes at this point. Um, I do one every month. And so that's not going away. I want to keep that as a benefit for patrons. Now to talk a bit about YouTube. So my goal is to publish a video every Sunday morning, in addition to two extra videos to Patreon every month. So I already do this, as I had already described, this bonus video at the end of every month. So at the beginning of the month, I put out a poll with four different video options. Patrons at that level, which is the $7 a month level, vote on what they want to see. And whoever wins, I make that video and I publish it by the end of the month. Sometimes the first week of the next month, the things are really crazy. But people at the $7 a month video level on Patreon also get access to the podcast feed. So you would get access to the bonus video and the bonus or exclusive podcast, I guess, not, not necessarily bonus, exclusive So the second exclusive video that I am committing to adding to Patreon, and I I had talked about doing this probably last year, but I think I'm cutting myself some slack because I worked so hard to establish the podcast. I want to do one vlog video. So like, I don't know if it's going to be just a daily vlog or if I'll collect footage over the course of a week or kind of how, how I will do it, but one vlog video. So anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes, I would imagine to Patreon every month. Now I've been very, very inspired by a vlogmas that I've been watching this year. I don't know how many of you know, Danny Humiyun, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. She's a woman that lives in Toronto with her wife and their young son. I've been following her for probably five years. Uh, She does Vlogmas every year. And this year, for some reason, I'm enjoying it more than I can tell you. It is like the highlight of my media life this Christmas. I'll, of course, include her information in the description bar below if you want to go check her out. But she's been doing daily vlogs. So for anyone that doesn't know, Vlogmas is an old YouTube tradition where... From December 21st until December 24th, you put out a daily vlog every day leading up to Christmas. I remember the days when I used to watch Essie Buttons, now Estee Lalonde's Vlogmases, and they were just so, so, so enjoyable. So this year, I've been loving Danny's Vlogmas. I've also been watching Marie and the Color Greens Vlogmas, who has a, a bit of a different take. She had set out with the idea to do Vlogmas shorts, so a five-minute or less video every day. And both of these women have inspired me so much to finally set a goal to do a 2021 Vlogmas. I've never done Vlogmas myself, but I think that I'm going to be running one Patreon campaign this coming year in 2021. This past September, I did kind of my first official Patreon campaign with the goal of if I had reached my goal, which was 200 patrons, which I ended up surpassing, that I would commit to this transcription project. So it happened. And so now I'm working towards meeting this goal. So I think my goal, I haven't decided how many patrons the goal is going to be, but and I'm not going to do it. Probably I might not do it until September of 2021, maybe just make September my annual Patreon campaign month or something. But the goal is going to be 
the goal deliverable is going to be that I will do Vlogmas, probably on YouTube, even though I'm wanting to do... I haven't decided. Maybe the Vlogmas would be on Patreon, but I really think it's something that I would want to share widely for that amount of work. So I haven't fully decided. I would probably, of course, do something bonus and special for the Patreon community in addition to Vlogmas. But yeah, I want to I wanna make that my goal. Another reason I was feeling so inspired by Danny's Vlogmas vlogs is that she uses this... I had to do a little digging to figure it out, but she uses this cinematic overlay on her video footage that I'm sure that I have seen in YouTube videos before, but it basically gives a different tint to the footage. So it's almost the equivalent of adding a slight filter to video footage the same way that you would do on Instagram or Visco or something like that. I always say Visco, V-S-C-O, which I use to edit photos a lot. So I was like, why are her videos like so pleasurable to watch? And I right away knew that she was probably using Final Cut Pro, which is an editing software that since the beginning of my channel, I always said, someday I'm going to get Final Cut Pro. And here I am going on seven years later, still editing my video footage in iMovie. Just because I... Well, I honestly just haven't had a laptop that I feel could handle Final Cut Pro. But my goal for 2021 is with an upgraded laptop that I hope that I am getting for Christmas. We can all blame Cobb if this doesn't happen because he's been very aware that I need a technology upgrade and that that's what I was needing for Christmas. So with enhanced technology capacity... I'm going to finally get Final Cut Pro as my editing software, and I'm going to start employing these cinematic After Effects. So it's called LUTS, L-U-T-S. LUTS stands for, or LUT, L-U-T, stands for Lookup Table, and it's a set of data that enables a numeric transformation of pixel values to change the way an image looks. So I think this is equivalent, you know, I see people on Instagram like selling presets that they've made, which I think is just a custom made filter or like temperature change in the photo. So this is very kind of image video editing geek world, but I had never really heard about this. And I just got really interested when I was watching Danny's vlogs and I went into her description bar and she listed the loot that she uses and at what percentage So I just made it my mission to finally upgrade my editing software to start doing vlogs because I think that they, especially with the way that the world has been, the toll that it has taken on everybody, we need more humanizing between each other. And I want to contribute that positively to my Patreon community, to YouTube. My main hesitation with vlogging on YouTube is just that I'm extremely private about showing my child on social media. I don't... This is just something that... It's like a weird hangup that I have. I see some people that make their whole social media livings based on showing their children. So for example, a lot of the Montessori parent bloggers that I follow... Like their kids are all over social media all the time. And I think that that over time with having done Lamar as long as I have, some of you, if you've been following for a while, will know that I had just some unpleasant experiences in the past. Um, I did have like a cyber harassment situation some years ago. 
I've just become wary and I feel like there are a lot of looky-loos. I haven't fully worked that out. So I think I may ease into it with a monthly vlog or like uploading one vlog per month to Patreon for people that are really interested in that look at my life. And then I wouldn't have to be so concerned with, you know, concealing baby Lamar and I could just kind of let it all hang out, so to speak, and see how that goes, see what the reception is like, and just feel that I kind of have a safe community and then probably end up doing Vlogmas for all of YouTube. And perhaps after my kid turns three, I'll feel more comfortable. Like I don't, I don't know, because there's no way for me to do a vlog without showing my family, right? Because that's so much of my life. So that's where I'm at. Um, so those are going to be other investments that I will be making. I did also finally buy a ring light. I think I talked about this on my live stream from last week. Katie Denno, actually the green beauty makeup artist, finally inspired me to get a ring light. She has a video on her YouTube channel, which I highly recommend going to check out, particularly if you are a fair-skinned redhead. She has a whole bunch of makeup videos, and I know that that can sometimes be a little bit more of like a challenge to find colors that suit you, but she would be your go-to. I recommend her to people uh, a lot of the time who need help kind of color and tone matching with that complexion. She did a video recently on how to look good on Zoom because everybody is obviously working remotely. And one of her tips was a ring light. And I have resisted a ring light for my entire time making videos. I actually had some soft box lights for a while. I finally got rid of them because they're just extremely cumbersome and my filming space is quite small right now. And I also just, I don't know, I was never that nuts about the effect that they would give to my video footage, but she actually flipped on and off her ring light that I guess she uses to film all her videos and it made such a huge difference. I was like, okay, I think I finally need a ring light. So I went ahead and got one of those. So you can tell that I'm really pivoting back to a focus on video in 2021. I do also have a bunch of, I'm sure, what would be boring to listen to goals for my website, lamorelamusique.com. My website has been really the bane of my existence ever since I started Lamore. It's just so frustrating to me because I really need a web developer who is good and who I could trust. And I I just I need to sit down and put out an Upwork proposal, which is actually how I found John, the audio engineer for this podcast. He responded to my proposal and it has been such just totally exactly what I was looking for. It's been a great working relationship. And so I would really like to find a WordPress web developer who is that reliable and that good at what I need done. So I have explored so many different avenues for how to get my website to be what I envision it to be. I've talked to brand strategists. I've talked to graphic designers. I've talked to design uh, like UX people website design architects, but it, it turns out what I think I really need is a developer. One of the main issues is that I just have multiple archives that need to be accessible almost in a portfolio format. So I have 
at this point, probably 400 YouTube videos um, that are not up to date at being archived. I have all of my podcast episodes, 52. Well, I want to find a way to archive all of the live streams that I've done, like the titles and the thumbnail image so that people can see how much is over there if they want to go watch the archives of those at that level on Patreon. Because even though I live stream every Friday, they're always available to watch on playback. Um, So you don't have to be there live to enjoy them. And if you come to them now, there's like three years worth of weekly live streams. Well, I've been doing them weekly for, I guess, the last year, but I want to create a static shopping page with all of my affiliate links and discount codes. Basically what I include in the description bar of all of my YouTube videos, but in a visible, visual, easily accessible way. I'd like to start blogging again. In fact, I know I talked about this in my 2020 goals video and it just didn't happen. Some of that is also just because Instagram takes up a ton of time and I'm always trying to work out what makes the most sense for how to show up on Instagram. For a period of time, I thought I would just start making stories for Patreon and I just, I can't figure out a good way for me to divide up my time among all of these different platforms. That's why when people are like, I'm making reels. I'm like, I hate reels. I don't want to learn something new. I don't, I don't know. Instagram has been the slow descent into true hell, in my opinion. However, there is still something captivating about it. I was always drawn to Instagram and I was, I guess, kind of an early adopter of Instagram when it was just posting a picture with like maybe a word or two. It was just purely visual. Obviously, before I became fully monetized and corporatized and capitalized and, you know, a marketer's dream, essentially. I've stopped doing IGTVs. So I'm not, this is kind of an open question, I guess. And I I don't really have a point of it, except that I would like to do more blog posts. And part of the issue with my website is that I want to find a way for my blog posts and my podcasts episodes and my YouTube videos, like all of those archived materials to not show up in the blog portion. This is very boring and I'm sure no one cares unless you're actually a web developer. If you are a web developer, you know someone who's expert in WordPress and would be able to help me with all of this. I would totally take a personal recommendation. So yeah, I just have some tweaks. I may also undergo another brand, like brand identity revision this year. I have someone that I would want to work with I actually talked with like a couple of graphic designer, brand designer, strategist people this year. And I have a clear idea visually, I guess, or color story-wise of what I would want things to look like. So I might also do something like that. Honestly, it depends on how well Patreon continues to go because that's what funds all of this work. Paying all of these people is quite expensive. So it's not like Lamour is a huge moneymaker at all. Basically, all the money goes back into all the stuff that I'm sharing with you in this episode. I'll spare you the rest of the website machinations that I turn over in my head every day and that stress me out. And I'm sure no one but me cares about, but I have this burning desire to just have everything perfectly archived so that if there was a product that you wanted to know if I've talked about, like 
Iuna Essence, for example. You could just search it in my website and every video, podcast episode, blog post, you know, whatever that I've ever talked about it would come up. That's my goal. But with the amount of time I have to work on the more, it just hasn't been possible and to continue keeping up with putting out content. So then the other goal that I kind of already mentioned is just to put out this monthly newsletter, Lamore Reveries. I think I can stay on top of that and I am going to stick to it. I'm also creating, or I found a way to include it within every newsletter is going to be a way for people who might find the newsletter sign up later to have a way to access all of the past newsletter archives. I thought about making a public newsletter archive and I'm like, well, that kind of defeats the point of people signing up for a newsletter. So it turns out when you start researching how to archive a newsletter, it's best to make it private for the newsletter community. But I wanted people to have a way to access past uh, newsletter archives because they're going to have music playlists. And I also thought about doing a music archive of these playlists on my website, similar to how For the Wild does a music archive. So they release a play... It's like a short playlist with every podcast episode they put out. I don't know how many of you know that podcast, but they put out a short playlist. It's usually three to four songs with each podcast episode. And they have a really extensive music archive on their website, which I thought was a really cool idea. It's not really my taste of music at all. It's very folksy which is just not a genre that I know a ton about. It's like how, you know, a lot of people like Marie Sue, who's featured on the Medicine Stories podcast intro music. And I even listened to that episode on Medicine Stories where Amber interviewed uh, Marie Sue. And I just, I couldn't get into it. I don't know what my problem is uh, because everyone seems to really, really love her music. It's just never a genre of music that I've ever listened to at all. Okay, moving on. Last thing I will mention related to Lamore. I'm going to be doing another, this will be my third Gua Sha Consoant challenge in January. My discount code with Ranavat just went live again. So if you don't yet have a Consoant or you're looking to restock Ranavat products as a you know holiday, New Year's gift to self, you can use the code Lamore at Ranavat. I think it's ranavatbotanics.com. I'll have all the info in the show notes below. But if you've been meaning to pick up a consomond, you can get 15% off and follow along with me in January. I'll be doing the challenge on Instagram just because that's the easiest way to do a daily challenge and to keep in touch with people and reach a lot of people on a daily basis. Um, so I did my first... Console Wand project, 24 days of Console Wand in March, I want to say. And I did a whole recap video on YouTube about that. And then this past September, while I was doing my Patreon campaign, I was also doing a month long, this time Gua Sha and Console Wand project. The first one was just the Console Wand every single night for 24 days. And the September one was, I told myself that I would do either Gua Sha or Console Wand. I ended up mostly doing the Console Wand and Second, I did neck gua sha, but I only did facial gua sha, I think twice the whole month. <laughs> I just did a masterclass with Michelle 
on the console wand for I think 30 people who had signed up through Ranavat. And it was so much fun. And it just totally re-inspired me to do another month-long project. And for anyone that might be getting a console wand for the holidays or would like to pick one up, I just think that there's so much value in doing it for a month because you get to observe how your skin reacts over the course of you know, if you're a woman, the menstrual cycle, I think that yields so much interesting information about your about your hormonal fluctuations or how the lunation cycle affects your body. Just really interesting information, which I talked a lot about in the video that I did. Uh, I think I published it in April. I love committing to these month-long projects because I... I mean, I assume like everybody, if I don't... And I, I guess I have the added accountability of doing it on Instagram for people that are interested. But if I don't do these periodic projects, I am not that good about doing gua sha, doing Kansawan, doing Denchan Zone, um, you know, doing regular masking. I just kind of get in my zone and weeks go by and I haven't done anything. So the month-long projects are, are just great for me. And I just think that they're such a great way to get more in touch with your skin and your body more generally. All right. I don't want to spend too long on my personal goals section because I definitely want to leave some time for the beauty talk at the end. I spent longer than I thought I was going to, as I guess is my MO on the Lamora goals. So let me just rattle through a couple of these quickly. So the number one goal I have for myself or the number one thing I want to focus on was really born out of this experience of planning and executing a wedding during this crazy time in the world. Again, I did this whole episode on Patreon. I think it's called Intimate Wedding Day Recounting and Reflections. It was really such a fraught experience. It was There was a lot of heartache. I lost some good friends this year, which has been very difficult. It's just been a, a very complicated unraveling. I also think a lot about what my personal astrology has been over these last couple of years the nodes of the moon, like the eclipses had been happening in my sixth and 12th houses. And they recently, when they switched, switched into my fifth and 11th, which is an interesting um, tension between the 11th house is the house of of friends, actually. And the fifth house is the house of, among other things, like celebrations and leisure. Um, It's the house where Venus is in her planetary joy. So all kind of Venusian, leisurely, pleasurable, celebratory things. So, And I was having a discussion with um, a longtime Patreon supporter who also has studied with my astrology teacher. And we've been chatting on and off about how these eclipses are falling in our houses and what that looks like. I'm not going to get too bogged down in that. If you're interested in in astrology talk, just come over to Patreon because I have a couple of different ways that we could talk about that if you're interested. Anyway, the whole point of this is that one of the main take-home points is that I realized how much I want to be a more generous person and not generous in terms of donating money necessarily and not even necessarily in terms of volunteering my time, although I think those things are really important, more to cultivate a spirit of 
generosity just in my day-to-day life, my day-to-day interactions, working on being a more compassionate communicator, I definitely had some lapses this year. I think we all got triggered whether we wanted to or not in interpersonal relationships in our life, whether we just didn't agree with how people have been handling things, no matter what you believe or feel about politics or identity politics or the pandemic or any of those things. I mean, it's, I feel like everybody just hasn't seen eye to eye with someone in their life. And the the experience of the wedding gave me this really interesting, um, I don't know what to call it, like vantage point where some people were so hurtful and dismissive and, you know, probably not intentionally, but that was really the end effect. And there were some people where the outcome of what they were going to be doing, aka not coming to the wedding was the same, but the way that they handled it was so loving and caring. And that for me was such a model of how even when, and, and, you know, there were some really powerful experiences I had too with people who we each knew that we didn't agree with the other person, but this person nonetheless held so much just love and like true warm-hearted wishes and and a lot of lamenting about not being able to be there. Whereas there was a longtime friend of mine who we didn't see eye to eye and I would have expected her to act that way. And she just basically completely exited my life over you know what has happened this year. So it's just been such a revealing experience and it's shown me how much compassionate communication and having a spirit of generosity towards people and being emotionally generous with people and going out of your way to be emotionally generous and tolerant towards people and you know, accepting them where they are because I have, this is difficult for me. I think it's difficult for a lot of people. So that's kind of my biggest personal goal and moving more and more to just see myself as someone that wants to be of service really to other people. And that's, I guess that's what I've been doing through Lamore without really realizing it. I am trying to put something helpful out in the world or something that even is just pleasurable and enjoyable for people to tune into or to watch or whatever it is. And it may be small in scope compared to other people, but that's what I'm working with. And just having that service to others orientation is something that is important to me in my life right now. Okay, my next goal is to read 12 books during the course of 2021. I actually included this as a poll option, a video poll option on Patreon this month. It's not going to win. The video that won is actually on structured water, which has been a huge interest of mine recently. So I'm going to do a whole video on how I am learning to structure water at home and resources on all of that. But I... I'm making a list of 12 books that I want to read in 2021. I sadly have no time to read books and I have a lot of books that I am meaning to read, but I think I may allow myself to have six of these books be audio books and six of them be physical books. And I think that I can make that happen. Some of the categories that I had said on Patreon that this list will span are 
herbalism, astrology, social psychology, cancer, anthroposophy, beauty. I may throw in a fiction book for fun, although I'm really not much of a novel or fiction reader, Uh, but we'll see. So I'm going to put together this list of 12 books. I have no idea where or how I'll share that, but I probably will somewhere sometime in January. Next is I am going to re-sign up for MoonRx, which is my friend Claire Gallagher's, aka the Body Astrologer's astrologically based slash aligned workout fitness program that you can just do at home. I had accumulated most of the at-home things I needed to do most of her workouts, like hand weights, kettlebells, jump rope, resistance bands. There's a couple other things I might get, like a workout bench. I do need a new pair of workout sneakers, but I really, really need to get back into at least a couple of workouts a week and has nothing to do at all with weight or even physical appearance. More just like I, how I feel in my body, like needing to move. I have lost a ton of muscle just because I used to be really into bodybuilding. I don't know how many of you remember I went through like a whole phase probably came across in my YouTube video. I was just just really into going to the gym and lifting weights. Like This was around the time when I was watching Nikki Blackadder and Whitney Simmons, all of these fitness YouTubers who filmed themselves and their peach butts at the gym. (laughs) But they do a lot of good workout moves. And so I was really into bodybuilding style, weightlifting and I was pretty in shape for a period of time. And then I got pregnant and I basically just did prenatal yoga and walked. And I still do walk a fair amount, but I need to get back into some kind of weight training. I also... What was I just going to say? I like kind of lost my train of thought. Um, oh, I <laughs> would like to get a rebounder, like a nice one. I've had them before. It's like a mini trampoline. Really, really good for lymph circulation, uh, but also you can get your heart rate up pretty well on those. And then I'm also have started trying to suss out what it would take to get a stair stepper, like how expensive they are to get a stair stepper at home. That's my favorite cardio machine at the gym. I hate Peloton. I'm so sorry if any of you have one and love it. I just, the whole thing is just not my jam. I think it's crazy that you have to spend that much money and then also pay this monthly fee. But you know, I get how people work it out. And Danny, these Vlogmas videos that I've been watching, there's a whole Vlogmas video. I think it's like day three or four where she got her Peloton bike. So I think it's funny. And I've just had my distaste for them reignited by seeing that. I'm so sorry to be a hater. I'm sure some of you listening have them and love them and it's all good. I still love you and I support your Peloton dreams. I just can't do it. It's like the same way I can't stand goop and I just won't buy the products on principle. (laughs) Um, But I really want a stair stepper machine because I love doing the stair stepper and I feel like I could just pop on the stair stepper for 20 minutes and be good, you know? I think I would want that more than a treadmill, but a lot of times when I used to do my cardio warm up at the gym before I would lift, I would do stair stepper and treadmill on like a very steep incline. Uh, so yeah, I'm into that. I hate the elliptical. I used to do the elliptical all the time in college. I was like an elliptical junkie, and I've never gotten on one since. I hate, I hate that thing. Hate it. 
hate it, but I do love a stair stepper. Okay. Um, the, a couple of other things on my list quickly. 2021, I want to fully incorporate what I've learned about infusing herbal oils and structured water and make those mainstays in my life the way that I have really brought Western herbalism into my life in 2020. It was really the year of waking up to herbalism. I found Organic Olivia. I found Earthwise Beauty. I found Medicine Stories. I just learned so much. It's so, such a democratic space, the internet. It really can be. I know it's full of so much censorship at the moment, but there is just so much free sharing of high quality information that can benefit people's lives and their health. It's very, very empowering and has changed my life for the better. Um, I also really committed to Chinese herbs with my acupuncturist this year, and I've seen a huge profound difference. So I want to finally, after watching videos and tutorials and learning from Cami McBride, I had signed up for her herbal oil making course. I want to actually make the oils in 2021. So I think I'm going to start with a calendula infused oil and go from there. And then I do want to make structured water a mainstay part of my routine, the way herbalism, infusions, teas, tinctures, all of that has become a staple part of my home healthcare routine. The next thing is a focus on body alignment. I actually just saw my, the chiropractor that I saw the entire time I was pregnant. I saw her for the first time yesterday. I took baby Lamour. We both got adjusted and it was just amazing. I feel totally reset. Uh, it was just wonderful. So I am going to continue my research into barefoot shoes and I am going to be seeing a DO in January. That's going to be like my primary care provider. Um, I have never seen a DO before, but I know that they do osteopathic adjustments in office. Actually, there's another patron at the live stream level who I get to talk to a lot who is a DO. And we all got into like this really interesting chat on vitamin D and how to get tested for... There's two apparently two kinds of vitamin D and you want to try and get tested for both. Um, so it's just really valuable, really valuable information that I can now take to my DO. So I have also started wearing these things called correct toes. I don't know how many of you have heard of them. I learned about them from Anya's Reviews, who's a barefoot shoe blogger, who I think is wonderful. Such good information on her page and her website. Um, I'll include her handle below. But there's these toe spacers that you buy from this company called Correct Toes. And you're supposed to wear them when you're active. So you would have to... I usually just wear them like when I'm around the house doing chores, like in house slippers that can accommodate them. But ideally you would have a pair of like barefoot walking shoes that has a wide enough toe box to accommodate the spreading of the toes that this, it's just like a little piece of silicone that spaces out your toes so that they're not all crunched up the way most people's toes are if they've been wearing regular shoes. So I'm just really into the whole uh, barefoot movement. I've talked about this before and talked about how heinous I think the shoes are. And then I've had people on Instagram come and say, oh, check out this brand. They're not that ugly. And so I think it is going to be possible to find barefoot shoes that don't look like a duck. Two more quick personal goals. Uh, both of them are ongoing goals. I think I set them for myself every year. Just ongoing astrology learning and practice. This is something that would have been the easiest thing in my life to let 
die on the vine after I had a baby. I actually gave birth in the middle of this apprenticeship that I was working on. And for the whole second year of my apprenticeship, I was on Zoom calls every week wearing the baby or feeding the baby or just making it happen. And there's something that just won't let me put it down because I think that it has so much value, even though as I mature in my astrological knowledge and my astrological practice and how I use it to help other people gain insights into their life or into their self, I have a lot of issues actually with the way that even Hellenistic or ancient astrology is used to, I don't know, kind of like dictate people's lives, you know, like living by the lunations. I just have really been I mean, and, and everybody, every astrologer has a different proclivity. Like mundane astrology would be paying attention to what the planets are doing every day and kind of doing predictive things about what it might signify and all this stuff. So I think maybe I'm just more of like a natal chart reader um, and particularly interested in the whole beauty Venusian imprint and style and aesthetics, which really comes from the first house and the ruler of the first house, aspects made to the first house. The language of Hellenistic astrology and the techniques are so elegant and accurate. I just have found such immense value getting to read charts this year. That is another level on Patreon for anyone that's interested. Um, I've had more people interested in them lately, which is so much fun. And I just, I am excited to continue learning and again, offering that as something, a skill set that could positively benefit other people. And then my last goal, I just have written down French exclamation point. I'm always like, should I get do people still use Rosetta Stone? Is that still a language learning program or Babbel? Um, I want to get some kind of French self-study. So for anybody that doesn't know, I grew up speaking Spanish kind of colloquially um, like here and there at home. And I started studying it quite young. I think in maybe sixth grade, I started taking my first Spanish class. And then I went on to study Spanish all throughout high school, all throughout college. Um, I took a bunch of kind of upper level Spanish classes. I studied abroad in Mexico. I took a proficiency exam. It's on my college diploma that I am proficient, aka pretty much fluent in Spanish, which I was at the time. Definitely not now because I don't speak it at all and I haven't. And I had this real awakening to French in when the, during the time when I was in graduate school, right around 2009, 2010, I ended up going to Europe with my sister and we spent about a week in Paris or maybe four or five nights, I don't remember. And at the time I was reading a bunch of French social theorists in grad school and I came back from that trip and I was like, I need to learn French. It was almost like my awakening that my, I always say my soul is French. In fact, I told this to... Valerie, the founder of Audacity, who I interviewed for the podcast because she came on our podcast recording and said, please like, tell me, are you French? La Moche la Musique, what a beautiful name, but Mercedes doesn't sound French. And so I kind of had to give her my spiel about being a Spanish speaker and my mother being Mexican-American, but really having this big awakening to 
the French language and French culture. Um, if any of you have been on Patreon this year, I did a whole episode on my love for the Cathars of Southern France in um, the 12th and 13th centuries. I feel very connected to them as a peoples. They were a breakaway Gnostic Christian sect, and they were persecuted and genocided by the Catholic Church. I spent some time this year learning about the crusade against the Cathars, and someday I would like to visit all those areas in southern France where all of that took place. Um, I'm trying to think of the names of some of the places. Uh, Minerve, Montsegur, Béziers is another. In addition to wanting to learn and continue practicing and speak French, I also you know, kind of parallel with my learnings of the Cathars, I was like, is there any way that I can hear long duck spoken, which is actually the language that was spoken in Southern France during medieval times? Long duck is it's L-A-N-G-U-E-D apostrophe O-C, but now I think that they just called it long duck for short. And apparently a follower of mine told me that they do still speak that language in certain parts of Southern France. And so I was like, are there any, I don't know, is there like any way that I can hear this language spoken? I just feel like on a cellular level that I want to hear long duck and that listening to French and speaking French is tapping into something within me. I don't really know what it is. I actually do have some, I again talked about this on Patreon on some ancestral lineage and DNA test things that came to light through learnings from my mom on her pure paternal line, actually sources to France, which I thought was really interesting given that my grandparents on my mom's side are very, very Mexican-American. Anyway, I'm getting really off topic and now we basically have very little time left for this beauty chat, but let's see what we can get through. Okay, I'm going to quickly tell you about some of the new Audacity products that I'm testing because I already gave away that you're going to be hearing an interview with Valerie Grandery, I think is how you pronounce her last name. Let me double check. Valerie Grandery. So I've had a chance to, or I will, I haven't actually had a chance really to bust into this stuff, but I have some new Audacity products that I'm going to be testing. And maybe what I'll do is in, I'll record a separate outro for that interview after I've had a chance to use these things. So I have the deep hydration mask. I have the Jasmine Whisper body oil, which I think is new. Um, I hadn't seen that they had done a body oil. I also have one of the boosters, the Acai in Rose. I don't think I've tried this one and I'm super excited. We spent quite a bit of time actually talking about the boosters because I'm so interested in them conceptually. And then one of their newly launched products that Valerie actually talked quite a bit about and I'm so excited to try is their Creme de la Nuit. So night cream in French, it has vitamin C and ashwagandha, restorative night cream, uh, vitamin C, sodium hyaluronate, coenzyme Q10, ashwagandha, pomegranate, blue-green algae, and kelp. She was just raving about this. It went through 22 iterations and I 
I'm so looking forward to trying it. And then not in front of me because I've already been testing it is their cream cleanser, which I had never tried and is super beautiful and gentle and I'm loving it. So I'll give you guys more detailed thoughts maybe on some of this stuff during that interview that's going to be coming out in January. Okay, there's actually not too much else exciting or new for me to tell you about that's in this box, but I am really quite excited to be trying the Malaya Organics. I think it's Malaya Organics or just Malaya Beauty. The Rejuvenating Face Serum. This was a gift with purchase during Pink Moon's Pink Friday promotion. It's a 15 milliliter bottle and I smelled this and I was kind of obsessed. So I think I'm going to be testing this alongside the Creme de la Nuit from Audacity and see how I do. With that, a lot of the other Pink Moon gift with purchases, they're all they were all stacked. I think at the time you're hearing this, they'll be done and not available. However, you can always use the code Lamour, L-A-M-O-U-R at Pink Moon checkout to have 10% of your order donated to the license center for civic agriculture. That's maybe another goal, like a long-term goal um, that I'll just be including every year is always increasing my activism in the sustainable food, good food movement, um, the work of the License Center. But like just today, I was scrolling through Instagram and I follow Zach Bush's NGO, Farmer's Footprint. And they were featuring this couple uh, who I think are based in Richmond, Virginia, And they're small-scale farmers with a focus on producing nutrient-rich food for food banks because so much food that's donated to food banks is basically the junk that people clear out of their cabinets that they don't want. Um, It's old. It's usually not that healthy or nutritious. And I just was so taken watching these people. Everybody deserves the dignity of enjoying a good meal. And so their work is focused on alleviating hunger and kind of this nexus of poverty, hunger, sustainable agriculture, food farming. It was just, I post shared it on my stories. I thought it was incredibly um, inspiring and definitely the kind of initiatives that I would like to get involved in as well. The last quick note I will end on is telling you how amazing I think the Boxwalla box featuring the Live Botanical Moon Cycle Balm and Fruit Tisan. Is that how you pronounce it? Tisane, T-I-S-A-N-E. I think it might be Tisan. It's a T basically. How amazing I think that box is for $29 as well as the Abadi Suisse Shampoo and Conditioner box. There's a bunch of Boxwalla boxes available. There's the December Beauty box. There's the Antonin B, the Abadi Suisse, and this Moon Cycle Balm and Tea box from Live Botanical. There's a Live Botanical Balm in the December Beauty box as well. So I've tried everything. And the standouts for me are really the Abadi Suisse box and this Live Botanical Moon Cycle Balm and Tea box. I do also really like... The Antonin B Hair Serum, I think it's beautiful. It reminds me a bit of the Stark Hair Serum. It has kind of like a light geranium scent and a really nice, almost mimics a silicone texture. I'm liking it a lot. And of course, the Blue Alchemy Body Oil is beautiful as well. But I wanted to highlight those two boxes as kind of being my favorites, the Abadi Suisse and the 
special Luke Botanical box. I didn't have an opportunity to do a full box wallow review this month. I wanted to, but it's just going to have to wait. I really wanted to also do a box wallow retrospective, but I'm also coming up on doing another Beauty Heroes retrospective as well as a 2020 Beauty Favorites. Why is there never enough time for me to do everything I want to do? But I think that's enough chat for tonight. I'm sorry the beauty chat was not lengthier, but you know, we're going to be together again, guys. Everything is all good. But this is my parting 2020 episode. I hope you've all had a, a great holiday, whatever you celebrate this month, or if you don't celebrate anything. And I'm wishing you a really happy new year. I think that this year showed us a lot about ourselves as individuals, how we are relationally, how we are as a society, and how we are as a species on this planet. I plan to continue in my own small way, trying to make a difference and put something beautiful out in the world. If you feel so inclined to want to support this work and all of the things that I laid out in this episode that I'm trying to bring forth in the world that would benefit you, you can head to patreon.com slash Lamore, a la musique, and check out all of the ways that you can access extra content while also supporting uh, the work that I do and the projects that I undertake. I'm thankful for all of you who found my podcast and listened to this podcast this year. Thank you so much to all of you who tag me on Instagram, um, send me DMs. It just, you make my whole day, honestly, when you send a nice heartfelt note. I've stopped checking the podcast reviews because some of the mean ones really don't feel good to read, especially with how hard I work. So I'm just not going to check them, honestly. And I'll just... Trust that kind words find their way to my email or my DM. I'm so looking forward to spending more time with you here in 2021. I would love any feedback you have about what you want to what you want to see from me, what you want to hear from me, how my tentative plans for the first six months of the year sound, anything you'd like to share please come over to Instagram at Lamori La Musique or you can always send me an email lamorilamusique at gmail.com. Sometimes things get buried, but I really do my best to get back to as many people as I possibly can. Wishing you all a very happy new year and I can't wait to reconvene with you here in 2021. Take care, guys. Bye.